keeps track of you forgiving the testimony that's in your heart. I'm going to ask it again next week. If God does something in your life, give Him the glory. I've had people say, well, I, want to, I don't want to stand up and brag. You're not bragging on you. You're bragging on an almighty God. And what He has done, what He can do. When God see, when other people see what God does for you, then they say, if God can touch them, He can touch me. So you've encouraged others to call upon God, to come to God, to pray, and to seek God. God says, when we seek Him, we will find Him. When we seek Him with all our heart. So when you're seeking God, it's not a halfway thing. You have to seek God with your heart because you truly want God in your life. God is not one of these gods that just are here and there and show up every now and then. He says, I am with you, and I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will walk with you continuously. But you know you have to invite him. He's not going to barge into your life. You have to invite him into your life. And when you invite him into your life, he's there for you. So all y'all that gave a testimony, thank you. For those of you that didn't, you got one, be ready next week. And, uh, but I want to go on with the sermon and everything. It's, it's not a long sermon. And I know I probably figured I'd probably get a lot of hand claps on that. But, uh, uh, but I do, I want to talk about Jesus just for a minute, praying for us. You know, did you know that God knows everything that's going to happen in your life? He, the Bible tells us that God is omniscient. In other words, and that means that God is all-knowing. God knows everything that's going to happen to you. He knows what's going to happen to you. He knows what happened to you yesterday. He knows what's going to happen to you today. And He knows what's going to happen to you tomorrow. But He's also praying. And when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus loves each one of us. Just think about what he did for you. That just goes to show he loves How many people do you know that would go and get on a cross and die for you? That's how much he loves you. And he still loves you today even more so. And uh, But... Uh, God already knows what's going to happen. You know, God knows what's going to happen in your life today. He knows what's ahead of you today. And uh, this also means that he can pray about it before it ever happens. Uh, and many people say, well, you mean that God prays for us? Now, I'm talking about Jesus now. Yes, he does. And you probably ask yourself, you mean God talks to himself? Yes, he does. Well, what does he talk about? He talks about you. He talks about you and what's going on in your life. You know, I talk to myself a lot. Being a father, I talk, I talk to God about my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandchildren. I pray for them. I want God to touch them. I want him to walk with them. I want him to be with them. I want his hedge of protection around them. They're out here in a world that's not the world that a lot of us grew up in. This world has changed. It's, and it has really changed for the worse. This is one thing that makes most preachers and theologians and all really feel like it's not going to be long before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes back. 
Because everything now is beginning to line up with what he told us in his word. If you just get to reading, get over there in Matthew in chapter 24. Look at some of the things that Jesus told the disciples to look for when the times were getting close. We're doing it right now. It's going on right now. So we don't know how much time we got. We don't know when he's coming back. He said, that's not for you to know. Jesus said, I don't even know. Only the Father knows. But when the time is right, he's going to look over there at his son. He says, he's going to just tell him, say, son, go get my people. And that's when the rapture will take place. And we don't know when it's going to happen, but the only thing we can do is be ready. It can happen before we leave here today. There's nothing else that has to happen in this world. Nothing has to change. Nothing has to take place for Jesus to come back. Everything's in an order right now for this to happen. And, uh, you know, the night before Jesus went to the cross, he was with his disciples. And Peter, he was there with them. Of course, you know, Peter, he was doing a lot of boasting. He said, Lord, these, all these others may leave you, but Lord, I will never leave you. I will never desert you. I will never deny you. Well, of course, Jesus knew what was fixing to happen. He knew that Peter was going to deny him three times before morning. And uh, here, I want to show you what, what uh, Jesus told Peter. Here in Luke chapter 22, verse 32. And this is kind of what he's talking to us when we're going through things. Listen to what he says. He says, Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you are converted, or when you realize what you've done and the mistakes you've made, then I want you to strengthen your brothers. Jesus said, Peter, I prayed for you. Peter came through his storm. He came through his denial of Christ and how he deserted Christ. You know, the moment that Peter heard that rooster crow three times, he automatically knew what Jesus had told him. You will deny me, Peter, before the cock crows three times. Peter didn't think he would. There's a lot of things that we don't think we would do. And I hope we won't. I hope, we'll, I hope none of us will never deny Christ. I hope we'll always stand strong for Jesus. Because Jesus is praying for us just like he did for Peter. You know, Jesus had already prayed for Peter for the storm that he was going to go through. He said, Peter, I prayed for you. Jesus already knew what, was, what Peter's life was going to be like. He knew the heartache that Peter was going to have. You know, he said that, that after the trial and so forth, that as Jesus was leaving the room to, to, to go for another hearing, he said that Peter was standing by the door when Jesus walked out. He said, Jesus looked over at Peter. He didn't, he didn't down Peter. He, didn't, he was not ugly to Peter. It's just like, and Peter was sitting there with tears all in his eyes because he knew what he had done. And it's just like Jesus said, Peter, he looked at him and said, just like, Peter, I'm sorry that you're having to go through what you're going through. You know, there's a lot of things in life that we go through. We go through heartaches. We lose loved ones. We have a lot of things that happens in our life. 
But Jesus has never, he has never departed from us. He's always been there. If you know Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. He has given you the strength to go through what you've got to go through. And we all know that at times there's going to be sorrow in our hearts. We're going to have problems. But Jesus said, I am there for you. Call upon me. Call my name and I will hear you. I've had people tell me, said, well, you know, I prayed, but I didn't see anything happen. I said, did you have faith? Well, I don't know if I did or not. I said, well, we have to have faith in order to please God. Did you doubt that God would do what you asked him? Well, I really didn't believe he would. I said, well, you know, he's told us if we doubt, do not let us think that we shall receive anything. So you've got to get into the Word of God and see what God's Word tells you. We've got to get into God's Word and see what God tells us. You know, God made, God made us so many promises in the Bible. And he'll fulfill every single one of them. Every one of them. He won't leave any of them void. He won't leave any of them vacant. But we've got to have faith. We've got to believe. I have, you know, like I said, I, most of you know that I, I spend a lot of time in the hospitals with the people. I've seen a lot of people rise up miraculously. Juanita, her son, Mark, he, he is a miracle. Juanita called me one day. I didn't know Juanita. And she said, I understand that you'll go to the hospital and pray for people. I said, yes, I will. And we got to talking. And she told me about her son. He was in the hospital. His, his uh, liver was failing. His kidneys were failing. She said, is there any way that you would go to the hospital and visit with him? I said, well, yeah, I'll go in the morning. And she called me that evening. He was in Harris Hospital. I go to Harris Hospital. I go to the nurse's station. And she's and ask about Mark and said, Could I see him? And she said, Well, he's not here right now. They came and got him just a little while back and he's doing dialysis and they're doing some more things to him. Said, you know, his his his, his kidneys are, are failing, his liver's failing, and they're got him on dialysis. And I said, okay, she said, if you'll just go out there in the waiting room, get you a cup of coffee or something, I'll call you when he comes back to his room. I said, okay, thank you. I go out, wait, and here in a few minutes, sure enough, she calls me. She says, uh, Mr. Patterson's back in his room, if you would like to come and see him. I said, okay, thank you. So I go. I, I didn't know Mark. Never met him. I go in. I just look at him. I said, Mark? He says, Yeah. I said, you know, your mother-in-law must love you just a whole lot. He looked at I said, she called me and wanted to know if I would come to the hospital and pray for you. She told me about your condition. And we got to talking. And in a minute, I looked at her, and Mark had tears just rolling down his face. I told him why I came. I said, is it all right with you if I pray for you? He says, yes. 
And I carry a bottle of annoying oil in my pocket when I go to the hospital. So a lot of times if I'm just out, I'll put that oil in my pocket because I don't know what I'm going to run into. It all depends on who God puts in front of me. I anointed Mark with oil, prayed over him, tears. And I said, if it's all right with you, I'd like to come back and see you again. He said, oh, please do. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I came back the next day, prayed over him again. I came back the next day. When there, there's nobody. Bed's all made up. Nobody there. I said, well, they probably moved him somewhere. I, I go out to the nurse's station. I said, Mark, Patterson. I said, he's not in his room. I said, oh, he's gone. I, I thought, no, naturally, I, he died. And she, and she, oh, no, no, he's fine, he's fine. He said, his kidneys started functioning, his liver was functioning, there's no more we could do, we sent him home. He's never been back. God healed him. God healed him. I've seen God's miracles work on a number of people. And I know it wasn't just me praying. But I know Jesus was praying too. I know he was asking the Father, Father, heal Mark. Heal him. And I, really, I know that God heard him. And, uh, you know, it's just like uh, Jesus knows what we're going through. He knows what you're suffering through. He knows that you're hurting. He, he, he knows what's going on in your life. And he wants you healed. He wants you well. And uh, in the same way, Jesus has already prayed for you. Do you, you, you realize that Jesus has prayed for you? When you're going through things, Jesus knows what you're going through. And Jesus is talking to the Father. Y'all know now where Jesus is right now. He's not here on this earth anymore. The Bible tells us he's sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. He's talking to the Father about you, about me, about this church, everything else. And God hears him. He listens to him. You know, like I said, Jesus has already prayed for a lot of you in here. And I've seen a number of things happen in here among the people, how God has touched them. And... Uh, Jesus is praying that your faith does not fail, but that you will trust in him. Just like he prayed for Peter. That's why he prayed for Peter. Peter, I have prayed for you. I have prayed that your faith will not fail. That you will stand strong. And we all have to stand strong. Do you realize that right now at this very moment, Jesus in heaven is praying for you? You're his children. If there was something wrong with your children, would you pray for them? Would you pray for them with your heart? Would you pray for them in faith, knowing that, that God is going to heal them? You know, that's one thing that I will do. I will go to a hospital. I don't care who it is, and I'll pray. Because I believe in healing. I believe in God's faith. I believe God's word. And I believe he'll do what he says he'll do.
was Roy Bramlicker put in. Just left him. There was a lady laying in this bed, and she was just cry- sobbing. And I didn't stop them, but all of a sudden, it was just like, go back and see that lady. I mean, it startled me. I turned around, and I went back to that lady's room. I didn't know her. I walked in. I introduced myself. I said, I just feel like I am supposed to come in here and have a prayer with you. Walk by, I saw you. Just like the voice said, go see that lady and pray for her. And all of a sudden, that woman just started crying. She said, I've been praying for someone to come in here and pray with me. I'm in here, I'm going to serious surgery, and I'm here by myself. There's nobody here. She said, you're God sent. Well, you talk about doing something to you now. I prayed over that lady, and she was so thankful. She was so thankful. Sure, she came through it. I don't know. I had to leave, but I did pray. I did do, and I, I put my faith in God that, that He brought her through everything, because just the way things worked out, that God sent me back there to pray for her. See, He's still on that throne. He's still in charge. Nobody's over Him. Nobody tells God what to do. God knows what he needs to do. And he'll do what he needs to do. We can ask God for things. Grant those. Some things we ask God for and he'll say no. But God will always answer your prayer. He'll always answer your prayer. It may be yes. It may be no. It may be a little later. Because things haven't lined up yet. He will always answer your prayer, and the answer and one sometimes may be no. For what you're asking could hurt you or hurt somebody else that we don't realize. Some of the things we pray for, sometimes we can get a little fish in our prayers. Think about us and not someone else. And God, but God thinks about all of us. He thinks about all of us. And he's not going to grant a prayer that's going to hurt somebody else. You may be disappointed. But if you knew why he didn't answer the prayer, you'd probably be glad he didn't. No. Sometimes God does not answer the prayers the way we want him to do it. And, uh, you know, but Jesus is constantly interceding for us. He's talking to the Father right now on our behalf. In Romans chapter 8, verse 34, it says, Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yes, rather, that he is risen again. Who is right now, even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Romans is telling us that Jesus right now is at the right hand of God interceding for us, praying for us, talking to God about us. Jesus is praying for you right now that your faith will remain strong and not fail. When you're going through these storms, just like he did for Peter, he's praying for you. I don't know about you, but you know, I love it when somebody says, Bill, I've been praying for you. Thank you so much. People do not realize a pastor needs prayer. 
pastor needs prayer. A pastor needs a lot of prayer. Many people, I have had people say, you know, they say, you look tired today. I said, I am tired. They say, well, how can you be tired? You do 30 minutes on Sunday and maybe 30 minutes on Wednesday. But they don't see all the other days. There's been mornings I've left the house at 4 o'clock in the morning to run hospitals. I've done that and not get home. Some days one night I didn't get home till after midnight. Checking on people, praying for them, being with them, encouraging them, making sure they was okay, going to their houses. I've had people say, no, pastors don't go to houses anymore. I've had my people say, my pastor does. I go wherever I'm needed. I, I've gone out of town and prayed for people. I've gone out of town and baptized and did baptisms. I've gone out of town to do funerals. I'm going constantly. But I love it because I'm serving my God. I'm doing what He wants me to do. If He didn't want me doing this, He wouldn't have put me here. I do my best to take care of you, all His people, praying for you. I pray for this church constantly, all the time. Each one of you. I got a list. I talk to God about you. And there's a lot of times I've heard God talk back. Said, Bill, you need to go do this or you need to go do that. And sometimes that's scary. Because I don't know what I'm going to run into. But you know, I know for a fact that I've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me and He's guiding me. He's going to, he's going to send me where I need to go. He's going to put words in my mouth that I need to speak. I've run into people and talked to them. And I've told them things. They said, how'd you know that? I didn't even know them. I said, through the Holy Spirit. He told me about it. And they just, they couldn't believe it. I've had people just say, I cannot believe that you knew these things. And I only said the things that I heard God say to me. God, if we understood how much God loved us and what He wants to do in our lives, how He wants to protect us, the, the blessings He wants to put on us. God tells us, I'm going to bless you so much that you can't even contain all the blessings that I've got for you. And too many of us, we neglect what God's blessings are. We don't claim them. We don't say, God, remember when you said you was going to bless me and you was going to do this and you was going to do that? God said, yeah, why hadn't you asked for them? We need to go to God. Say, God, I'm claiming this blessing. I'm claiming this blessing that you have promised me. Okay. But we have to also ask God to fulfill that blessing. Sometimes we just take God for granted that he's just going to do it, that we don't have to do anything. Do you realize God requires obedience? God requires obedience. He said, I'd much rather have obedience than sacrifice. He said, I'd rather obedient to me than have to offer me a sacrifice. God's our obedience. Obedience. 
doors and to bless us. When we're obedient, they, it does not go unnoticed. God sees it. And he blesses us. You know, <clears throat> we're looking here at, at, at Romans 8.34. It says that he is making intercession for us. I want to read a, uh, a scripture right here. And it is in John, 1 John, chapter 2, verse 1. Listen to what this says. I'm talking about intercession. My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God. He's interceding for us. And we ask, uh, what is an advocate? What is an advocate? An advocate is someone who pleads your case before God. Or an advocate could be a lawyer that pleads your case before the judge. He's pleading your case for the, for, before the judge. Jesus is our advocate. He stands in our place before the Father and pleads for us on our behalf. He comes before the Father, asking him to bless us. Jesus pleads for us. I'm going to tell you what. God hears him. God hears Jesus when he speaks to him and he talks to him. Like I said a while ago, it's in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. Listen to what God says about Jesus. This is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. With him I am very well pleased. When Jesus prays, the Father hears him. He's our advocate. He's the one that, that prays to God for you. Jesus is praying right now, that, like I said, that your faith will not fail, but you'll remain strong. You know, like I said a while ago, the Bible tells us no matter what you go, where you go or what you do or what you go through, God knows what you're going to go through. He knows what's going on in your life. And, he's, and Jesus is praying for you because he loves you. He is on your side. When you're going through a storm, we'll read scripture here. And it just so happened that Thursday when I was with uh, Pat Bramlett, we were sitting there. And she said, sometimes I get so scared. She said, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. When I get to feeling like what I'm feeling. I was sitting there and I said, Pat, I want you to say something. I want you to say something. When these things start coming against you, she said something, I get fear. I get, I, get, I get scared. I said, well, first of all, I want to tell you, fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. Fear is a tool that Satan uses. The Bible says, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and a sound mind. That's from God. I did not give you the spirit of fear. That's from the enemy. 
said, so you know when, when you get afraid that fear is coming from the enemy? He's coming against you. He's trying to discourage you. But I said, I want you to say something. When you start getting fearful, when you don't know if you can do something, I want you to say this. And I told her what the scripture was. It's Philippians 4.13. Probably all of you already know what it is. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's for all of us. When we start going through things, we just need to confess and tell Christ, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And he'll give you the strength. He'll walk with you. He is with you. He lives on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit. If you've trusted Jesus as your Lord, He is interceding for you right now in heaven. He is interceding for you right now in heaven. Just know that when Jesus prays for you, God definitely hears Him. If you're a believer, and Jesus Christ is living in you, He is in your life, know that God is with you. He is there. Just receive what God has promised you and thanking Him knowing that all is all right, that all is okay. And as I'm going to close with this one scripture. I told you a while ago in John 17, chapter 17, verse 9, this is Jesus speaking. I pray for them. He's talking about you, the believer. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me. That's us. For they belong to you. Jesus is praying for you. And he wants you healthy. And he wants you saved. I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. If you've got some things going on in your life right now and you need a healing, you need a touch from God, we have altars up here. If you feel like you would like to just have a moment with God, you can come up here to these altars. You can kneel down and you can just pray to God what you need. I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to pray for you. I'll anoint you with oil. I'll pray for you. Whatever you need, I'll stand in agreement with you that God will touch you and meet your need. But I'm going to ask the band to play. If there's something that you're needing from God, please come, tell him, let him know what it is you need. If you believe in faith in your heart, He'll do it. He said, if you believe and not doubt, watch and see what I'll do. Mm -hmm.